ho ho happy Hameen holidays. As 2020 winds down with over 2.2 million downloads, the Hameen army marches into 2021 with sights set on 3 million downloads and beyond. We'd like to thank you, the listeners and sponsors, for following and supporting us on all of Hami Media Group affiliate channels as we continue to provide the very best variety of entertainment anywhere. Pro wrestling, movie reviews, TV show reviews, news, sports, conspiracy, and satire. We have everything for your listening or viewing pleasure. Add Hami Media to all your favorite audio and video platforms. iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, Twitch, and YouTube are just some of the many ways you can get your fill of all of the HMG content. And speaking of getting your fill, if you're cooking this holiday season, there's only one olive oil to use in all your delicious delectable dishes, Zordos Artisan Greek Ultra Premium Olive Oil. This olive oil is not only the perfect ingredient for your festive feast, but Zordos Olive Oil makes the perfect gift for any foodie or fan of fantastic food. Head over to Zordos oliveoil.com and taste what the term ultra premium means. Now, after a good meal or to kickstart your morning, what's better than a cup of bro, bro? The Coffee Brosters Russo's brand coffee is better than your average cup of joe, bro. When checking out at thecoffeebrosters.com, use the promo code BRO5LB for a special price on a five pound bag of Russo's brand coffee. This deal is too good to pass up on, bro. Did somebody say deal? Well, Stevie Richards and ForceUSA.com have a deal for you. Are you looking to build a better you? How about the best custom home gym you can imagine? ForceUSA delivers sturdy, innovative and versatile strength training equipment for home gyms and training studios alike. Enter promo code Stevie5 for a special 0% financing offer at checkout. Also check out StevieRichardsFitness.com for a fantastic affordable resistance band training program and yoga program choose from the 12 and 16 week program as well as a dynamic yoga program that will get you ready to burn off those calories after those huge holiday meals if you're interested in a band new you for 2021 and years to come stevie kick start your health with stevie richards fitness.com prowrestlingtees.com celebrate all of the hami media personalities and independent pro wrestling stars by giving the gift of or grabbing up for yourself the coolest merch any wrestling fan desires again head over to prowrestlingtees.com and support indie wrestling today hey infidels do you want to become a Hami Media Group operative? Then follow us at Hami Media Group on Twitter and request a link to our private Discord channel. You can also find us on Facebook at Hami Media Discussion Group and interact with all of the HMG personalities as well as joining in on the fun discussions, watch-along events, and games. You can also follow us on Instagram to like, comment, and participate on all of the HMG and Conspiracy Horseman propaganda. Once again, thank you to all of the subscribers, followers, sponsors, guests, producers, and host of Hami Media as we march to 3 million downloads. All of this is possible because of you. <laughs> Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That's what. <laughs> suck my clit and balls.
I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them dry, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck your big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck your big balls in your hairy butt hole. What is that? It's my balls! God damn it, Carmen! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another digit. I check my badge right here on a litany of fucking networks. I mean, media group, ratsaladreview.com, and the R&R Pod Network. I'm your host on the scene where the air is clean. I'm lighting up green, ya boy, MSG. Follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. Each and every week I am joined by these two blokes, by these two supposed wannabe hoax in the annals of being able to know everything and tell all the jokes. They're not brokes. First guy is a wannabe poke. Ladies and gentlemen, he's got hair coming all around his mouth and throat. He is Joe Vernola. Actually, my neck is pretty clean right now. It's everywhere so else. You know, last week you get on me for not giving you a hair thing. I give you the hair thing, and now you're not satisfied. You know, it rhymed, Joe. It rhymed. It I'm did. Up right now, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that fire was good. today. That was so worth it. Anyway, welcome back to the show, Joe Vernola. How are you today, sir? Happy post Thanksgiving recording day. Happy post-Thanksgiving recording day to you as well. Happy to see you once more, which I'll get into here mm-hmm. uh, in just a moment. But we have right. to introduce this other guy, this this guy who's making obscene gestures in the background here as he smokes on his corn cob pipe. Ladies and gentlemen. What's happening, boys? Happy Thanksgiving or belated Thanksgiving. Happy belated Thanksgiving. So, Scoop, I, on Thanksgiving, joined Joe Vernola. Joe invited me over for Thanksgiving. Nice. I hate you guys. So I went over to Joe's. I went over to Joe's yesterday. You know, we're, we're hanging out. I'll get there. <clears throat> I noticed that there's a Super Nintendo sitting oh, in shit. the living room. Scoop. So I was like, "Oh, can I check it out?" And he's like, "Yeah." I go. Joe's like, "Yeah, check the top drawer." So I'm looking through the games, bro. What do I stumble across, uh, upon that I had to play after seeing it? Super Mario World. So I was like, "Oh, we got to pop this in right now." So I pop this in. That's the one where you can you you go to the different worlds, right? Super Mario World? Yeah, where you get to go in the tunnels and you go to different worlds. Anyway, anyway, continue. I'll figure it out. Super Mario World came out super after Super Mario 3. It's the one where you can utilize Yoshi. You're on different... There's a map over worlds that you travel to different maps on the world. There's a Star Road. Anyway, we played Yeah, that's super what Mar- I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. <coughs> uh, we, played super Mar- we played Super Mario World, Scoop, and in front of a crowd... I beat this game, bro, in like 45 minutes, bro. <laughs> like, I had people there who were like, 
I've never seen somebody play Super Mario World like this. And I was just like, I just watched a lot of videos and I played this on my Game Boys. I played this as a kid. So I'm like, bro, I fucking wrecked this game. I fucked up at the end when they're like right near the first time I was fighting Bowser because everyone's just like really getting like started to be like badgering me and like getting in my ear. You suck. Oh, come on. Blah, blah. It's like everyone's like intentionally fucking with me. And then when they all walked away, I just went ahead and beat it really quick because like I was just, like, <laughs> wasn't trying to be this important. I was just trying to play Super Mario World. But yeah, apparently I was the best that some of these people's had ever seen. Joe Vernola can back that up. Am I, am I wrong? Yeah, they were like, you know how like parents were like, oh, watch what my kid can do is like a party right. favor or something. That's what this was like. It was, yeah, it's like, like, was the funny thing is he was just like casually playing it and my roommate as being the sarcastic asshole that they are just like, oh, I bet you can't beat it in one sitting. Like, the fuck? And I, and I was like, Oh, okay. Cause like I was just casually playing it, just like unlocking things, unlocking, showing like this other guy. He was like, Wow, I played this on my Switch. And he's like, All these memories are coming back. He's like, But bro, like you're unlocking everything. Cause I basically showed it. I was like, Okay, I'm going to unlock this pathway. I'm going to come up here. I'm going to press this button. All right, I'm going to unlock this secret house. Okay, now we're at the star road. I was like, See, now this whole area is unlocked. <laughs> I was like, And now we can move on to the next area. Right? <laughs> I kind of, I've, I've completed this game so many times. And the late his roommate was like, "Yeah, I bet you can't see one. Bet you can't beat it one scene." I was like, "Oh well, then I'll just jump over to Star Road really quick. Complete the Star Roads, back road into Bowser. If you go to the world, uh, the door two and the door seven, the easiest path to take. Then you take the very simple in the dark back door pro, uh, pathway at the end, and then you beat Bowser." Like, Dude, my record's like two hours. That's awesome. Right, it was, it was just phenomenal. I. I just yeah, I slayed it. I was in the zone. It was one of those moments where, as like a kid, I, I could. I wish I got when I was a kid because he might have appreciated a little bit more. But right. as an adult, I can go. That was for you, little buddy. My little buddy inside of me is like, thanks, man. And I'm like, you make him. John's gonna spend like the next nine days at his girlfriend's in Florida. That his fiance's in Florida, trying to do all the shit you did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, like the videos I watch on like some people playing Mario Maker, I'm like, Jesus Christ, these guys get crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. Some of those levels like, are impossible. Well, some of them you have to like literally utilize like all of the assets, even the assets that are supposed to hurt you. So you're bouncing off those by doing spins and shit. And you're like, I saw one guy that I playing, Rad Rob, who hosts this. He was, you know, he comes out the gate, he spun up off a of flying, like um, the flying flowers to jump onto one platform and then split off the top of the block mm. to hit the other open thing so that we could go up another thing it was crazy and that I, was just the first thing i was like and i shit. saw a bit uh level a couple days ago that on mario maker where like you intentionally had to shrink yourself because it gave you just long enough of an invincibility yeah. period across the yeah like well, that's how the third, the third level of this stage, as you're falling, you have to make sure you get yourself to little. So that way, when you get to the third part of the stage, you can get through the little maze thing because you can oh only get through God. it. If oh, it's ridiculous like, what they yeah. go through. And I look at what I did playing just regular Super Mario World, like I'm a novice compared to these other guys. Yeah, and that's what I'm like. So it's funny. Uh, but we've talked enough Super Mario World now. Of course, uh, Joe, once again, thanks, buddy, for having me over. You didn't know. Uh, 
you know, leave me out in the cold, make sure I was by myself on Thanksgiving. I had somewhere to go, Scoop. I wasn't alone. Well, we had like a we had a sixteen pound turkey. Like that was we had ham in a, a debate on whether or not ham is healthier than turkey. And it's like, you know, my 13 years in health and fitness have no fucking say in the matter whatsoever. You know, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking yeah, about. So I had to, so I had to, I had to pull up the goobs. You were, ta- I, you were taking us to the gun show when you got into your studio this morning. But yeah, you don't know anything. Yeah. I don't know anything, goddammit. <laughs> he's, like, he's like going to close the door and I can just see how vascular he is. Wait, wait, wait. Matt knows it. Yeah, I'm just saying. Anyway, that being said, so it sounds like you had yourself a lively conversation. You know, everyone was chill at Joe's place. We did not follow uh, Dr. Fauci's orders or whoever orders of 10 people. Did we? I don't know if we had 10 people there. No, we had nine people. Nine people. We were just. Everything under- was in regulations. Don't start oh, quoting that evil ne'er do well next door. Well, we beat them. That's all that matters. Yes. We beat them at the game. You can check them out. But we're back, guys, for another edition of South Park. This is the season four review, the beginning of it, episode number one. If you have not listened to the previous season three reviews, or you're, maybe you're just getting started now, you just discovered our podcast. Well, guess what? They're all available. The whole first season available, audio format only. Just search Suck My Balls, a South Park review on all of your podcast outlets, and you can download it and put it in your pocket and take it anywhere with you, okay? If you want video format, well, starting in season two, we started video. So all of season two and all of season three views have video, of course, with podcast format. And then Joe joined us in, like, season three. He was like, hey, yeah. what's up, guys? I'll join you permanently. He did a lot of guest spots, so you'll get to hear Joe's – you get to see Joe's journey. Into putting my balls in his mouth, yeah. uh, so it's it's great. Or sorry, I apologize. Putting mine and scoops balls into your mouth. I should be correct. Sorry, you about that. Salty, his or vinegary. Yeah, just yeah. Anyway, uh, for those not watching on video, uh, mine's are salty. Uh, let's get into the season four beginning. The season four episode <laughs> number one. And I am a little salty this morning, as uh, these boys can attest. I've worked all night. A little mm-hmm. cranky, and I'm like, Can we just start yeah, this podcast? A I'm a little cranky. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I I would be too if I had to watch Dallas television for an evening. Ah, uh, no, I got shifted. I got lucky. I ended up watching Denver last night. Oh, nice. Um, so it wasn't that bad. But the Tooth Fairy episode, or as the actual title of the episode, which I didn't even know, it's called the Tooth Fairy Tats. Now I knew about the number, but I want we'll get to that in a second. But the Tooth Fairy Tats is the name of the episode. So it's called the Tooth Fairy Tats, quote-unquote, number 2000. Now, I'm going to go ahead and spoil this and tell you why it's called 2000. This was going to be a section of our trivia or pop culture. Uh, but the reason why it's called 2000 is at that point in time, everybody was naming their shows 2000. That's this right. Was, I remember This was a fucking that. stab mm-hmm. at that. For the first four episodes, if you look at it, they're all called, they'll all end with a 2000. Yeah. So they're all, they're making fun of that, that everybody was on that 2000 phrase. Mm-hmm. So... This is called the Tooth Fairy Tats 2000. Now, I let's go ahead and start this off right away. Can someone tell me why the Tats part is there? Does anybody get that? I was just going to ask the same thing because I don't know if I saw a single reference to tattoos in the entire episode. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, <clears throat> it's like, unless, like the Tooth Fairy Tats. 
Like, what is right. the tooth fairy do? Is like, is it referring to the tooth fairies doing something? Me, I, I don't or is know. It, oh, hold on, hold on. Or is it like supposed to be like a play on the word tails, but instead of tails, it's tats? I don't, I don't know. I'm just thinking really outside the box here. But I, I really didn't find anything on that. I mean, I guess we could look up the word. What is? Mm. Is there a, a Latin word for tats? Uh, Tats delicatessen. That's a, uh, it's a well, Coast Deli, apparently. Well, Seattle. when we finally get big enough to get Matt and Trey on here, we can ask them. Ooh, what if it's because you know Cartman uses tits? You know, uh, what if it's like tats? You know, tats. Uh, what if that's how they, they, they spell know? tits? That's a good point. Nick sensor or the network. So then that would be the Tooth Fairy's tits. 2000. Yeah. Okay. Good, good call, Scoop. That's why we're all here. Right. Like my Bows podcast to figure it out together. We can we can work for a better tomorrow. We can work for a better today. Hand in hand, that you can see the future begins with you and me. So, the Tooth Fairy Tats 2000 is the first episode of season four, the and the 49th overall episode of South Park. Um, and it's, of course, our 52nd. It aired on April 5th, 2000. When Cartman discovers the Tooth Fairy is paying a premium price for lost teeth, he and the boys seize the opportunity to make some cash. They act as entrepreneurs and build a thriving business by appropriating teeth from the less fortunate. And, uh, of course, when they attempt to expand their racket, they'll come face-to-face with the mob boss himself. But before we get there, the Tooth Fairy uh, the, the show, the episode, if you will, starts off. You know, Cartman's going to sleep. Uh, and he's, uh, of course, going to be expecting some money from the Tooth Fairy. Now, when Cartman wakes up, he realizes that he's been visited, and the Tooth Fairy has left him two dollars. Something wonderful has happened. What is it, Snookums? Now look, the Tooth Fairy. I put a tooth under my pillow, and she gave me two dollars. She's only given me a lousy quarter before. Oh my, she must think that you are a very special little muffin. Yeah, this is so tits. Uh, he runs downstairs and initially tells his mom, and he's like, Mom, Mom, check it out. I got $2. And she's like, oh, well, the Tooth Fairy must have uh, known that you were, you know, a good boy or you're a big boy or whatever stupid phrasing was. And he's like, yeah, tits. So he runs out. You know, he runs to the bus stop. And we see all of our classic three other characters. Kyle Kenny stand hanging out. You guys, you guys, you guys. Last night, I put my money under my tooth pillow, uh, uh, and the Tooth Fairy came, and she gave me. Two dollars, two dollars. Whoa, whoa! Normally, when the tooth fairy comes, I only get you know fifty cents. And then I like this next part. Carmen says, "I have an idea that is totally tit. Totally what? Look, I don't know why the tooth fairy is being so cool to me. Maybe she's hot for me. I don't know. But if we all chip in with teeth, then I can hide them under my pillow, and we could get enough money to buy a Sega Dreamcast. Sega Dreamcast? You guys, you guys, look at. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if the tooth fairy's hot for me or something. <laughs> That's such a good part. line to start off this fucking episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's very half of me. <laughs> but, but if we put out the money under my pillow, we can get a Sega Dreamcast. A Sega Dreamcast. Yes. Whoa! Sega Dreamcast. Now, as we kind of talked off air, and I wanted to save for here, because I, I wanted to talk about it. Sega Dreamcast, you guys, came out in Japan 98, and came out in the United States 9999. And it was a pretty popular console. Now, at this point, I had just gotten the console for Christmas. Like, my dad got it for us because it came out in September. Lucky. 
Yeah, well, it came. Here's why, though. This is how you do it. It came out in September, right? It was like either around October. We were at my dad's friend house, his uh, Eric, rest in peace. Uh, we were at his his house, and Eric had a Dreamcast, and we were playing NBA 2K. And when you played that game, when you make the shift from PlayStation to that, my dad was like, "Whoa!" And I basically bothered him after that and i was like dad you can get a dreamcast and you can play basketball too so he eventually got us a dreamcast but i i didn't get that dreamcast uh did i say i got it for christmas mm-hmm. yeah okay i think i i ah, yeah i got it for christmas that was definitely because i didn't get more games until my birthday which was in march i think we got nba 2k i think that was the only oh, game i had for three yeah. months um but yeah we had that game so Dreamcast, unfortunately, ended up being the death of Sega. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, realistically, it started with the Saturn, and that's because uh, Sega put it set at a way too high of price and also rushed it out. Um, because if they had just stayed on their schedule and not rushed out the console, uh, even at a three ninety nine price, it might still been able to thrive in the market itself if the developers had enough time to push content out for them and create a great launch. You know what I mean? Uh, so who knows, but I enjoyed my Dreamcast because I had one and I'm enjoying my Sega Saturn now. Uh, Scoop, did you have a Dreamcast eventually at all? No, me and my dad, I tried to, mm. same thing like you, I tried to convince my dad to get one because they had a baseball game and you could totally tell who they were by their faces and everything at the time. Mm-hmm. It looked so dope. But then when I told him the price, he was like, oh. And next thing I know, I've got like a Super Nintendo or a fucking, that's when I think I got Xbox. It's interesting. Your dad went Xbox instead when it's realistically it was probably about the same price. Because I want to say by Christmas time the Dreamcast had dropped to one ninety nine, right? Yeah, but they didn't yeah. have any say, they didn't have very many titles. Like yeah, Thirteen yeah. or fourteen games, maybe. Yeah, you had like what Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio, you had the sports games, however how many you how many ever there were, and that, that takes up a lot of that library of your thirteen mm-hmm. launch titles, right? There's probably at least a good five or six sports games from baseball, football, soccer, hockey, whatever. You know what I mean? There were the three. They had NBA, NHL, and NFL 2K for the launch, I think. The launch. But I mean, you know, months later, he's saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. December, he was saying there wasn't a lot. There was only like 13 to 16 titles at that point. Right. So, And a lot of those made up were sports. You know what I mean? Power Stone was a launch title. Power Stone. So good. Well, Sega Dreamcast was uh, unfortunately um, Sega's undoing, and it will unfortunately be the lost goal here in this episode, as we'll get to. So as we mentioned, Cartman's stoked. They come up with an idea that if they put the money under the pillow, as we mentioned, get Sega Dreamcast, and they try to convince Cartman – I'm sorry, they try to convince Kenny. Come on, Kenny. Because uh, they basically kind of go around the horn like and stand a car like, well, I've lost all my baby teeth. They look over at Kenny and they're like, come on, Kenny. And Carmen's like, come on, Kenny. Don't you want to shave the Dreamcast? Kenny doesn't want to at that point. I was like, wait a minute. You know, get my teeth pulled out and whatnot. So Carmen's uh, like, all right, guys, Kenny's in. So they cut to the next scene. They're at school now. And this is where we get the brand new introduction, a brand new character added to South Park. One of South Park's now, uh, I would say, a cultural icon of a character if you think about it if you want to look back over the course of animation where they what at that point too and even in 2000 and even now realistically if you look at it from an animation or just any type of television uh character uh 
uh, they were really able to go ahead and push the boundaries by putting someone who's not only quote unquote uh, disabled because of their lack of able to walk, right? Uh, but also from a mental capacity. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, so they were one of the first, I want to say, shows to really kind of give a platform or show that it's not, doesn't have to be all negative. You know, they can turn something uh, that's supposed to be a, a shortcoming uh, of an individual and make it turn into a positive light. So Timmy, 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 Timmy. They get the advise this plan, guys, that Timmy is going to be tied to one end of the string and the other end of the string that's going to be in Kate's mouth. <laughs> the this always works. You know what I'm saying? Always. Always, bro. Come on. You know what I'm uh, <laughs> didn't your mom do the thing where she you know, tied a string to the end of your loose tooth and then slammed the door when you were a kid? No, I always just pulled mine out. Mm. Joe, did you ever get your mine? Now, um, my parents never did that. Either. So most of the teeth I lost got pulled out by the mm. doctor while I was asleep. But the first one that was like actually pulled you out. Asleep? Would you go in, Would you, like it was like a medical surgery or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so wow. it was like to make room for braces and crap because like oh, my teeth just God. didn't. My teeth just didn't want to come out. But like the first one I lost without having to like you know, do anything like that. I was losing teeth until like high school. It was weird. But you described that. I thought you were saying like, you were like one day, my mom took me to the dentist and she was like, remove his teeth. And they no, were like, no. put him under. <laughs> I no, was like, it was, uh, you went to a fucking fancy dentist. No, my, um, it was like, I had a loose tooth and it wouldn't come out. So my uncle just gives me a can of beer says here, drink some of this i take a swig of it and then he just fucking yanks the fucker out this makes sense checks out mm -hmm. i noticed that i mean maybe it's just me maybe that's why they say don't pull it out but if you wiggle it out and it kind of naturally falls out doesn't bleed if you pull it out it will bleed so yeah. like my parents would be like when your parents tell you to don't wiggle it or don't mess with it it's actually wrong if you do wiggle it that you're actually loosening it up a little yeah. bit yeah it's actually better to wiggle it rather than pull it out. Right. Um, I'm just saying, pointing that out. But maybe it's just because your parents want to hold on to the tooth so they don't want you to lose it. I don't know. That, my, well, know. my cousin was bragging about having lost his. And then as we're going to find out, parents like to lie to us when we were kids here. So mm -hmm. um, in this episode after that, uh, they are, you know, I'm sorry, as they continue on the playground, uh, they are talking about, okay, can you get ready? We're going to do this. And the butter shows up. Hey guys, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and they're like, Oh, you know, Hey butters, we're, we're going to, we're trying to get a tooth right now. And butters is like, Oh, I, I've got a loose tooth right here. And they're like, Oh, can we get, can we have it from you? And butters is like, Oh, the way Stan has it, butters, can we have it from you? Uh, well, well, gosh, no guys, I got to put it under my pillow and I got to get uh, the tooth fairy brings me 50 cents. Uh, so after Butters leaves, they devise a plan. Wait a minute. We can just steal the tooth from Butters. We don't have to yank Kenny's teeth through that. And they're like, okay, all right, let's get going. And as soon as they say go, Timmy's like, go. And he takes hmm. off. Go, Timmy, go. Yeah, Timmy. Go, Timmy, wait. Hey, Timmy, Timmy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I can see Kenny's little pingling. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, pulls on Kenny. Uh, doesn't kill Kenny here, but Kenny gets pulled out of his coat naked. And Kenny <laughs> <heard me> like, <laughs> I can see Kenny's little penguin. 
<laughs> so at, it's at this point that now they devise this plan, right? And they're like, okay, we, you know, we got to, uh, let's go see if we can get this from butter. So they have Cartman dress up as the tooth fairy, which they even point out. They're like, why do we choose the fattest kid as the, the tooth fairy? Because they have Cartman on a, a wooden, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Joe? What are they, what are they doing here to Cartman? Um, they're like basically ballasting him. Or there like, you go. I'm looking for that word. They're using a ballast, right, to mm-hmm. hold up the Cartman as if he's floating. So he comes through Butters' window. I am the Tooth Fairy. And Butters opens. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss Fairy. I'll go back to bed. Do not open your eyes until morning, or else I will kick you in the nuts. Yes, ma'am. I will kick you in the nose. <laughs> and then but Ms. here butters, yes, ma'am. So he keeps his eye closed. And so they got the money. They obviously they got the tooth, put it back under Cartman's pillow. Cartman comes back and they say, You guys, you guys, you guys, did it work for day. <laughs> you guys, we're on our way to getting a Sega Dreamcast. Sega Dreamcast. Sega Dreamcast. So then now it quickly cuts back over to Cartman's mom. Okay, so she calls the ADA or the dentist or whoever, some either her dentist or a member of the dentist uh, association. And she says, is it normal for my son to have lost, like, what is it, 100, 115. 115 teeth? And <laughs> Scoop, what does she say? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what he asked, is your son an alligator? <laughs> right, is no? your son a- and then he's like, well, I'm sorry, but I can't help you because the is about to be. <laughs> it's like, why would you ask that question if you can't help? Is your son by chance an alligator? Uh, no. Your son wouldn't happen to be an alligator, would he? No? Hmm, I see. Well, I'm afraid I can't help you right now. The American Dental Association convention is this week, but as soon as I get back, I'll look into it. Oh, thank you. Freebie next week. What? Maybe uh, if by chance it was an alligator, he was going to help. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Maybe. Uh, maybe if it was like, yes, my son is an alligator. Well, then it's completely normal, ma'am. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because yeah, I think it is normal for alligators and sharks to just have like rows of teeth like that. Mm. And yeah, then okay. just like kind of snap off like twigs. Right. Well, he mentions, as Scoop said, uh, I can't t- help you right now. I have to go to a news com. I have to go to a dental conference this weekend, but I'll be happy to take care of it or address it when I get back. Okay. Right. So uh, it's at this point, uh, I, you know, uh, we then go to Leanne and she decides to come clean with Cartman because what happens is Cartman walks in the room and he goes, Ma, I think you said it right. She's buried. They didn't leave me any money. Somebody call the police. And so. <laughs> <laughs> She has to explain to him that the tooth fairy is not real. No. And was like, she's like, uh, unfortunately, uh, because of all the tooth fairy, oh, hold on. She says, unfortunately, because all the teeth you lost, uh, I, I've had to give you all my money. And uh, now I don't have any money. We can't go grocery shopping for a whole month. And then Cameron's like, <laughs> yeah, next thing you're going to tell me that the Easter Bunny and whatever, Santa Claus aren't real. And then like, she just goes quiet. Oh, you serious, mother? And uh, you guys, let's get into some character breakdown here, okay? Because as you mentioned, you started to mention their scoop. Joe, Cartman kind of realizes he's been lied to here by his mom 
and he's upset about it. Do you find, do you think this could have been the first crack in the armor more so of Cartman's downfall and to rebellion here? Because at this point, I mean, he had had outbursts, but he wasn't too bad, you know? You're serious? There really is no tooth fairy? No, honey. It's just... How could, how could you lie to me, mother? Lie right to my face. Oh, Eric, it's just part of being a child. How can I trust you? How can I trust anyone ever again, mother? I guess that to make it in this life, I can only trust myself. Myself and Willikin's bear, of course. Eric, Eric, wait! No, mother! No more lies! I don't know if this was like the first the last straw is what i'm thinking this yeah is the last i was gonna say i think this was more the tipping point the breaking point like in um like in death wish where like charles bronson finally that's enough and that's when he starts like going on his killing spree you know his killing spree of revenge because you know death killing people is okay when it's in the name of revenge, the name of revenge. right no, I mean, that's a good point. I think, though, yeah. that Cartman, you know, he, he'd had some outbursts in different Yeah, ways. yeah. Realistically, he wasn't too bad. He was just kind of a dick. Kind of an yeah, asshole. it was anything. His friends made fun of him, and yet they kind of gave you reason. Okay, well, this is why he kind of latches back. And right. He doesn't have a dad, you know, where anything. So you kind of cut him a little bit of slack here. But this and is kind, yeah. of kind of like that tipping point because now the one person, who Cartman's been able to really trust and count on, right? Has now as well lied to him, right? And right, and he's like been a spoiled brat the entire show. Which, like, I guess you kind of maybe put your parents on a pedestal when they're like spoiling you like that. So that could like that's like yeah. that is a huge moment, like because it's like well, it, it's. A little bit of infallibility and it it does like breed that little bit of mistrust and well if i can't trust her about this what can i trust her about you know initially initially i mean of course he knows that his mom is a whore as we found out not only in the movie but in other episodes and even right here she alludes to it when she's singing to him or whatever telling the story and he's mm-hmm. like come on John, tell me again no sweetie i have to save my voice mommy has to save her voice for work tonight uh so even when she talked to the dentist freebie next wednesday or freebie on wednesdays so like she was really putting her horror her horror herself mm-hmm. out of here uh but unfortunately for cartman he does realize that he was lied to so now the, the next morning his friends are waiting from outside and uh he walks out angrily quietly well what happened cartman I didn't get any money. What do you mean we didn't get any money? It's over. What do you mean it's over? We're only $167 away from a second Dreamcast. You guys. And then like the, the sad music kicks in. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I tell you this. You guys, this toothpaste not real, okay? Yeah, I said it. What? Toothpaste not real. Your mom, my mom, all of my parents, they made it up, okay? Uh-huh. They made it up. And then, uh, you know, he, he argues back and forth with Kyle and says, look, my mom gave all give me so much money that now we're bankrupt and we're poor like kenny's family and then this is a great line kenny puts his hand on the shoulder don't talk to me kenny <laughs> but now my mom's giving us so much money that she's bankrupt and we're poor like kenny don't touch me kenny <laughs> <laughs> kenny's trying to console him like now we're poor like kenny's family and kenny's like oh don't talk to me kenny but this isn't this isn't the first time as we'll find out that uh, Cartman is not the poor kid in Ski. I'm not, because I'm not the poor kid in Ski. Poor kid in Cartman 
tells them, go home and ask your parents. So Kyle runs home immediately, goes and talks to his dad. Hey, dad, Tooth Fairy is so real, huh? Like, Tooth Fairy is so real, <laughs> huh, dad? Like, all like, yeah. And his dad's like, Kyle, why don't you sit down? Let me tell you a story. Let me have a talk. Oh, you, you did lie to me. You did lie to me. This is so awesome. Ger- yeah, Gerald explains to him, look, Kyle, it's just it's just things that we as adults do to have fun with kids. This fun? Does this look fun, Dad? Do I look like I'm having any fun here? Kyle, adults make up those things because they're fun for children. Fun for children? Fun for children? Look at me, Dad! I don't even know what's real anymore! Ah! And I was like, good point. That's a great point here because realistically, point. as a kid, I didn't really like being lied to. And if I, I've said if I ever had kids... I wouldn't play the game. Now I'm not going to like uh, obligatory come out and be like, wait till they're old enough to stand words. By the way, all these things are fake. Like I'm not going to do that. But like, if they come home and ask me like point blank, I'm not going to be like, no, it's not true. Santa Claus is real. Like if a kid came home at seven or eight, mm-hmm. if I had a kid and they came up and asked me that I'd be like, uh, well, Santa Claus was real, a real person. And every year we celebrate his memory. But nobody is actually coming down your chimney. But don't tell your friends because they like magic and you don't want to be the spoiler of magic, do you? Like you got to do it something like that, right? But you got to at right. least explain to the kid like he's not real. Like no one's coming down your chimney. Come on. <laughs> like and there's no Easter Bunny. And there's no fairy in the middle of the night. Like you got to be – you got to level with the kids. If you treat the kid with respect, then the kid will respect you when they're an adult. Atlantis isn't real. At least that's how I felt because my dad <clears throat> really like treated me like with kid gloves on. Like he talked to me. And now as an adult, I appreciate him even more because my dad never like bullshitted me like that. Then again, like he never told me lies. But when I did come home that one day and ask him, Hey, is Santa Claus real? He was like, That's the story he told me. You know, hey, well, you know, he was real at one point in time. There was a person named Chris Kringle. We don't have any historical evidence that he had reindeer and was able to fly. He was a toy maker, and he did give out to children in his town, and they've taken that story, and now we celebrate. So that, that was the kind of story I was told as a kid. And then my dad said, but hey, if you go to school and tell your friends that Santa Claus is not real, they might, A, be mad that you told them that ruined, and B, now they're mad at you. You don't have any friends. And once your dad tells you that you don't have any friends, you're like, okay, I'm just not going to say anything. I was now, kind of told or, the same thing a little bit. Right, or you can – I've heard other parents tell them, well, now that you know – you have to be in on the secret too, right? You know what I mean? Or you have to – you're the guardian now of the Christmas spirit. Yeah, yeah. on the torch. You're part of the club. Well, <laughs> the Rinston. The Rinston. You have spoken <laughs> already, <red> Cass. Anyway. <laughs> Back into the end. You guys, I told you that me cry was a bad word. Uh, <laughs> you spoke in the world of swear. You spoke in the, the, one of the deadly words of the curse. Um, so, so back to this episode. So Kyle's pissed. Now he runs away. Now Kyle, and we'll get into this now because Kyle starts having and begins his own uh, subplot here as he's searching for his own existence. He starts to question his own existence throughout the episode. And I'm just going to kind of allude to it here because it does it two or three times. And I don't want to break off from the other scenes that it's uh, what things that are going on, but you know, he's reading different books. Am I real? What if I'm not even real? What if everything, what if I'm just an idea in someone's <laughs> mind? Like fucking, uh, you know, Kyle really gets into like the, the meta of the mind yeah. and how we are all as chemicals and, 
conscious, if you will, and that these are bodies. I mean, here's what we all have to believe. Okay. Whether you believe in God or not, you all have to, you have to believe, because if you believe in God, then you just believe that that your soul is what makes up inside your body, right? If you don't believe up your, if you don't believe in God, you think it's, you know, it's a, a made up of chemicals and um, uh, energy molecules, if you will. And the body is that vessel. So we can all agree that quote unquote is the, the body, the body is the vessel, right? So in, in this instance here, Kyle is starting to come to that realization as well. What if I'm not real? What if everything is real? not, you know, everything isn't real and the, you know, the conscious itself, that's kind of what he gets into what he learns about, like in his post monologue speech here at the end. But that's kind of what ends up happening with Kyle throughout this episode. He starts reading all these books on higher consciousness. Um, stuff that my dad made me read. Like I read, I've read, not the books that he read, obviously, because those are made up books in the show. But um, like, so I, my dad made me read like self help books, higher consciousness books, because he was into that and stuff like that. So I always like this part of the episode here, especially when you're baked and watching this episode. Like, Kyle is the best character in this episode to be baked and watching him talk about it. Shit. What if I'm not real? What if it's ready? And then you're like, yeah, yeah, Kyle. I'm digging what you're laying down, brother. Right, brother. Lay down on me, brother. Brother, Lay softly, brother. So brother. the next day, now the kids are all disappointed now, knowing that the tooth fairy is not real. Well, Stan shows up, and he's got a great idea. He's like, guys, what? It, like, like how we got the tooth fairy from Butters? What if we just get the uh, the the money after the tooth has been placed, right? So basically, we can start a business to where we show up, mm-hmm. and after the kid goes to bed, we sneak in, we swap out the, mo- the, the money, and you know we'll leave them whatever fifty cents, and they take the bigger check. So they come up with they what they believe is this great business opportunity. Okay, so now they start targeting other people, and in the middle of this, um, <laughs> other people show up. Another group of kids, and now you've got two tooth fairies on ballasts, and they're playing chicken, fighting each other. And Cartman's fighting. The other kid's like, "Your dress looks stupid." At least let my dad look like whatever. So he makes fun of him, and they start fighting. And then the kid opens up his um, window, and the kid is like, "Oh, hi, Miss Fairies. I didn't lose any teeth." Uh, right now, but I sure have been a good boy. Shut up! Right? No, yeah. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so the plan was on uh, Stan Cartman, Katie, Kyle's side. There's their plan. Their stand was was to place the tooth fairy under the pillow, right? Uh, just a regular tooth, and hopes that the parents would give them the money. And these other kids were like, "We've been doing this for two years. You know, you need to come back and see the boss." Okay, first of all. There was four kids on their end, right? There wasn't. They didn't outnumber them, okay? So right. why did Cartman, Kenny, Kyle, Stan willingly follow him to the boss? Now I get it. Maybe there was some curiosity there, but if it was us four, bro, and we were pulling off sort of some sort of scheme, and some other team showed up, and they weren't threatening us in that kind of way, and they're like, "You're gonna need to talk to the boss," I'd be like, "You can talk to this boss, bitch!" And like I would be like, <laughs> "We're fucking out of here!" Like Seriously. I would have followed them back. Like, what to are you their gonna fucking- do? What am I going to follow them back to their crime syndicate? What the fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, one of my dreams has always been of being a made man, so I may have gone with them. Okay, well, interesting. At least we know what Joe's into. 
that I'm a proxy. I'll just stay, I'll just stay on being a proxy. You know what I mean? I get to be hang out with the mob people, but when shit goes down, I just I don't need to be around it. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> the brains, you know, putting out there. <laughs> so you get uh, move cars for him, kid. Uh, yeah, I'll move cars. I'll move cars. I'll become you know, you move up from a, pro- a proxy. Well, you move up from a proxy to like a consultant, a consulier, you know what I mean? So, like, you know, I don't mind being a consulier again, not necessarily in the mob, but you know, a council to the mob. It's like yeah, politicians. You know Scoop knows what I'm talking about. Scoop 2028 running for president, Joe. You, you're gonna vote for him, right? Yeah, I mean, I voted for Kanye. <laughs> yeah, so Fuck I mean, yeah. if you, you want to be in the cabinet, you're voting for him, so duh. You know, uh, you know, we got he's running for pre- scoops running for president. Uh, you know, he tried to get me on board to be vice. I declined. Uh, I'm going for a secretary of agricultural and uh, hemp manufacturing. <laughs> Basically, I want to be the guy who oversees weed. You want to uh, join me? You could be my chief of staff. Oh, see, I was going to be the SBA to make sure that like Outback Steakhouse didn't mm-hmm. get millions of dollars the okay. next time there's a loan. Okay. Okay, uh, that's fair, but I feel like we could get other people to do that, and we could do the fun stuff. <laughs> think about it. Just think about it. Okay, uh, small business is fun. I've been doing that since I was twelve. Okay, <laughs> you have fun with that. I'm going to be getting high. Okay. Hey, hey, doing hey, integrity hey. bullshit. No, we you can't. Dispensaries are small business, so I will be helping you. That's great, but you will not be getting as high as much as I am, so I win. <laughs> <Just saying. laughs> says you. Uh, said, yeah, says me. You have to crunch the numbers at some point and do shit. I'm going to be like, Tally, this is good shit. This is good shit. <laughs> That's going to be my fucking job. And then Scoop will call me in the office and I'll be like, what's the good shit? And I'll be like, this is good shit. <laughs> and then That's my job. <laughs> like You're going to walk around with integrity. I swear to God, you if you fun. start walking around with cans of air, I will send you to rehab you will not get to see washcloth uh, well you know what scoop's gonna legalize snow so that's what's gonna happen as well that's okay you need to now without the weed <laughs> oh my god if they legalize snow there will be well they've already legalized people. small amounts of it in oregon right like along with uh heroin and methamphetamine and mushrooms I thought it was decriminalized, not legalized. Right. They decriminalized it up to a certain amount, though. Yeah, you, yeah. You can have it. So it's only a matter right. of time. It, it's basically it the way I – You know we're going to – you know they're going to legalize shrooms and acid first, but they'll oh, do yeah, it here no, in Colorado. The way I understand it in down. Oregon is it's written up kind of like where it is in Portugal, where if you get caught with those drugs, they send you to rehab instead of jail. That's fine. You should do yeah. that. If you have a, if you get caught with like heroin and meth, uh, you probably should go to rehab. Yeah, I, uh, I'd rather call, you go to the meth. If you get party. caught with a couple bumps of coke and you're like, "Hey, bro, I was going for a party," eh, I don't think you should go to rehab for that. <laughs> I'm just right. Saying. No, but that uh, should like, yeah, hey, uh, especially when everybody in politics says, and everybody we uh, we don't want to dive too deep into stooging, but we know that there's a lot of people in both entertainment, business, music, and wrestling like to partake in a little bit of bump. So a little bit of bump. So now the boys, as we mentioned, they've decided they've elected to go back to the mob bosses uh, lair, which apparently his name is Lugie and he's an Italian <laughs> mob boss. His parents mm-hmm. own the spaghetti uh, restaurant. 
well, my mister, my, my parents are out front, mister. We'll get into that later. But uh, so he's like, my, my, my associates, my, my associates tell me that you uh, were uh, invading into my territory tonight. Uh, you know, does the whole uh, mob boss uh, voice. And how was that kid not in Nambla last season? Like, if there was anyone that had that Marlon <laughs> Nambla down, season. it was Nambla, little Nambla, Nambla, Nambla is this season, and he actually is in there. We'll get to it. We'll get oh. to it. I think I'm so. Watching. But he is, but Nambla is this season. We haven't gotten to Nambla. It's season four. Oh. Yeah. That's I'm watching actually everything out of border and I'm stoned. That's part that's actually part one that takes place of Mr. Garrison's three-part arc in this season where he comes out as a homosexual. Because in that episode, you find you want to be my friend? That's true. We can hang out. Uh anyway. Uh we'll get there in, in a few in I'm the sorry. It's okay. So they, they, basically what ends up happening is Lugie breaks it down that his older brother did it before and his and his older brother before him did it before and they've been doing this tooth fairy crime syndicate and he's like let me, let me ask you a question when you uh, before you put the tooth in how are you gonna tell the parents and they're like ha you don't even know the, the tooth trade and Stan's like tooth trade he's like what you gotta do you put the, first of all, we keep track of all the houses in the area. Like it goes through everything. We keep track of all the houses in the area. How many times we've hit them up? We put the tooth under the pillow. We put the, a note outside the door. Then we collect the teeth and we make sure not to hit up the same houses within a two month span. And then they collect the profit. It's sorted out by distribution of weight and age and size. Of it, and it, but there's never enough teeth. And uh, so then he makes them an offer to join them. And they're like, well, what if we don't? He's like, he's like, I'll make you an offer. What to do with you? Uh, I'm gonna have you uh, run the South Park Crime Syndicate. Stan says, what ha what happens if we don't do it? And he holds up a knife and he says, I chop off your penises. And then <laughs> I mean, goes into like, work for you, have my penis chopped off. Work for you, have my penis chopped off. Hmm. Work for you, have my penis cut off. Work for you, have my penis cut off. Sure. Cartman. How much do we get if we work for you? I'll cut you in at 2%. 2%? Have my penis cut off. 2%? We're in. And Stan's like, well, what's our cut? And he's like, I'll give you 2%. He's like, get 2%. Have my penis cut off. Get 2%. Have my penis Stan's like, oh, we'll do it. So they take over. And it's like immediately, immediately following that, now they're fucking loaded. Right, they walk into school. They're wearing pimp outfits. Kenny's apparently, you know, wearing a pimp suit. He's got a little cane and shit. He walks up. They walk up to the chef in the cafeteria. Hey, chef, let me get two helpings of desserts. Well, children, uh, uh, two helpings cost extra. Extra. No worry, keep the change. My lord, children, there's about fifteen dollars here. <laughs> that's a big deal. There's about fifteen dollars here. Well, now, you third, kids third grader, that's a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I was hustling. So oh. I guess you're right. That is that is a lot. But I could hustle out six dollars from a, a dozen donuts at that age, which I was doing. So right. uh, then I bought day old for two dollars from Albertsons. Um, so that being said. The kids uh, are told from chef, you're not doing drugs, are you? And they're like, no, they, they say it in like rhythm. There's a time and place for drugs and it's called college. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then he's like, let me sing you a little bit of song about drugs, which has nothing to do with drugs. We're going to, we'll mm -hmm. play here for you on the podcast. We can't play for you on YouTube. I'm going to tell you about when I was your age and got off a drug. <laughs> Ooh, come on now. Hey, kid, you want to try some dope? What? 
Come on, kid. Don't you want to get high? Hey, man. I don't need dope. Let me sing you a little song. I can't wait until I grow up and my weenie gets big and strong. Cause when it does, I'm gonna bust and make love to your mind all night long. I'm gonna make love to your mind in about ten years. What? What the hell is he talking about? And this toothpick is gonna turn into an old tree. Uh, I'm gonna knock you down, knock you up, Shep. knock you over, knock you all around. Chef! It has nothing to do about drugs. It just has to do about Chef wanting to have sex with Lil Yolanda. When I get out big and strong, I'll put my thing a ling along. So he basically talks about wanting to have like, but it's funny because these kids walk up down the street, they're like, hey, you want to try some weed or dope? And then he, he breaks out into a song, and even the kids are like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> as Chef singing to them as a kid, and then uh, eventually Stan and them have to break, you know, yell at him, Chef, 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 look. We're not doing drugs. All right. Well, children, no, no matter what, uh, you know, like they always say, money can't bring you happiness, but yeah, never mind. I don't know. <laughs> that I was like, that's true. That's true. And then they leave and he says, Man, I gotta call that little girl. She's a fine ass little girl. So that, that's at least we got a chef appearance right. in this episode. And, and I like uh, how kid chef had the hat. That's right. And when they go back in the uh yeah, in the flashback, Kid Chef has the chef's hat. Yep. Right. So after this, they cut over now to the American Dental Association conference that our dental alluded to earlier in the episode. <laughs> and uh, they're all having a conference. And the main guy who took the phone call says that, you know, there's suspicion about missing teeth and missing money. And this leads Dr. Roberts, that being his name, conclude the fact that the culprit is a giant half chicken half squirrel that steals either teeth or money from children as they sleep in order to build some kind of giant nest for a genetically superior and potentially dangerous offspring and has, get this, at least a mild understanding of algebra. Uh, this is great now that we go back and look at this because this is the early onset of Man Bear Pig, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Because you've got yeah. half chicken, half squirrel. Half chicken, half squirrel. We believe that there can be only one logical reason for all of this. A giant half chicken, half squirrel that steals either teeth or money from children as they sleep in order to build some kind of giant nest for its genetically superior and potentially dangerous offspring. We believe also that this creature would have at least a mild understanding of algebra. <laughs> it's got a rooster head. It's really what it is. It's not really. I mean, it looks more like a rooster, but they call it chicken. Mm -hmm. It's got the body of a chicken on top and the squirrel body on bottom. And oh. uh, Mr. Foley is what he's alluded to. His name. He stands up. And he goes, I think I have a more logical explanation. Oh, Mr. Foley, why don't you go ahead and enlighten us? <laughs> and he's like, I think what we probably have here is some sort of upper level black market tooth scheme. And then, you know, we're kids are collecting the teeth and then trading it for monetary purposes oh mr foley you and your wackadits whatever he says your crazy theories and everyone laughs at him and i'm like what what this is actually kind of kind of spot on <laughs> this makes sense like this guy who already figured it out and then mr foley argues with him back and forth and he's like you know what fine i'll go off and do this and i'll be able to get this solved by myself in three weeks fine you go do uh, do that we'll tend to more important matters now they have chicken half squirrel and he goes back into his right. i just found it and hilarious they did a whole mm -hmm. fucking the guy does a whole presentation on a half mm -hmm. fucking chicken half squirrel 
I like the attention to detail there where Dr. Foley like cites Montreal specifically because if anyone is, is like knows the criminal underworld and anything like that, Montreal is actually a really big hotbed for for La Cosa Nostra, the Italian mafia, really? and all that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, if you look up the uh, death of Dino Bravo, that was all uh, dealings with the mob. Oh, that's right. I, that's right. That was a great Vice special. You're right. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really good. Um, but basically, to to clear that up, uh, what the um, dentist guy, as you referred to, I forgot that line. He does mention, he goes, I've seen this happen before. And Dr. Roberts goes, where? He goes, in Montreal. He goes, <laughs> and where, pray tell, is this Montreal you speak of? It's so funny. <laughs> I was like, Quebec, Canada? I'm thinking, you know, you, you, everyone knows that. Come on, like Canada. Huh. Uh, we know that. We just saw the Canadians. Alabama. So the boys, uh, I'm sorry. So they, he walks off. Mr. Foley walks off after being laughed out of the room. Um, so now Cartman and the boys decide, you know, with all the money they've made, they're still in the cafeteria, right? After getting the double thing of um, food and desserts, they decide, you know, why do we have to continue cutting in Loogie? Come on, guys. We can do this ourselves. <laughs> why do we have to keep cutting in Loogie? We can just keep raking all the cash. And Stan's like, we'll do because Lugie will kick our asses. And Kyle's like, I'm not afraid of that little bitch. <laughs> and uh, uh, Kyle, of course, as we mentioned, still going off about his existential crisis. He's still continuing that down that mindset. Um, and then now Mr. Foley has concocted a way to entice the black market scheme. So what it cuts to is a news segment, right? And the news segment does a, a story on a child who's got who's dying and needs money for an operation. And uh, they ask the kid, how much money do you need, Billy? And the kid's like, I said it, speak up, Billy. How much money do you need? $600. <laughs> well, I have a feeling that tonight, if you put your tooth under your pill, you're going to get $600. And the parents are like, he is? And then like behind the kid, you know, he gives him the $600 to the parents. Say, yep, $600. So like they, and then like right at the end of the news story, which you know it's a setup when they say, I just want to remind you the Billy's over at Crestview Apartments located off of blah, 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 right? So like basically tells them where the kid lives. And right. it ends with the ADA people being like, got it. Okay, you think that'll work? They're like, it's sure to work. Then we immediately cut over now to Cartman holding a martini glass, sitting in a hot tub, excited about trying to get this $600. Where the fuck was his Dreamcast? Where the fuck was his Dreamcast? He had higher priorities, man. Hot tub. Where the fuck? No, the whole priority of this whole thing was to get a Dreamcast. And well, he didn't even get now the they same. have the opportunity now with the six. Look, when you're going out and you're about to make your first high purchase, okay, after getting some money, it should have been a, a Dreamcast. They bought the clothes. How do I know it's his um, hot tub? Because it was I in his living room. It was in his, it was in his living room. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was his hot tub. Man, well, they never got, he, never, he doesn't get to say your Dreamcast. Cartman's like, we got to get, yeah, show tits. That's Cartman's big word of this episode as well. He says tits, tits, tit, tit, tat, or tats. I guess it's how maybe it's how it was spelled. Tat, tat, 
So yes, Cartman devises a scheme that they're going to get this money, and uh, you know they they go out into the middle of the night, and while they're holding up Cartman this time, uh, well, actually, uh, I'm jumping ahead here. After learning that, that they're going to break away, Loogie is pissed, so he sends his crew after. They they snag Kenny. They got Kenny on a bridge, and then like, uh, so they call up Cartman, and they're like, if you don't. Uh, give us the money or cut us in. We're gonna kill your friend. Getting out of you, and he hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> they have Kenny cemented, or you know, in a cinder block, if you will, cement. Throw him into Plaid Lake or Plaid River, whatever it's called, and it's like mm-hmm. barren, so Kenny doesn't drown. He just sits there. So now, without Kenny, it's Stan and Kyle who are holding up Cartman now, trying to get the six hundred dollars. Well, Kyle's still having his mental breakdown; it's existential crisis. He disappears; he fades away into reality. So Stan now losing control of Cartman. Cartman does get the money, but the the trap was set to when whoever touched the pillow an alarm went off. As that's going on, Lugie and his crew show up. And they start to you know confront them. Cartman touches the pillow. Boom, the ADA people show up, and then they're like, see, I told you, these kids, there's a black market. You're done. It's over. And then uh, the, the Lugie's pissed. What? Can't believe I didn't see this. And then all of a sudden, Kyle shows up. Uh, I am everywhere, and I am everything. You know, <laughs> one of those, Everything uh, and nothing. I'm everything and nothing, you know, fading everything in and out of the screen. He starts warping the the very existence of time around them mm-hmm. all of a sudden i'm assuming he creates the existence of half chicken half squirrel because the half chicken half squirrel attacks and then dr Robinson goes see i told you he was real <laughs> you know, i'm still just trying to wonder like how i knew that that's what they were thinking or if he just pulled that into existence as well himself well, I think he pulled that into existence. At that point, he became everything, and he is nothing, right? So he knew he probably had to encompass all the thoughts and minds of the energy around them, so therefore he could bring it into existence. Fair, fair enough. Um, so after doing that, he scares everybody off. He comes back into normal. He goes, whoa, dude, that was weird. And then Lugie's kind of pissed that he gets taken advantage of. He's like, I can't believe I didn't see it. I fell for this stupid trick. And Carmen's like, yeah, don't, don't be stuff out here. You know, parents lie to the kids all the time. And so uh, eventually Lugie says, you know what? I, I kind of wanted to try out for the baseball team anyway. So he's like, yeah, I'm done. And Stan's like, oh, so you're not going to beat us up? He's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, not, I'm done with the tooth racket. So um, <laughs> Just like that. Uh, walks away. Right. Uh, so now uh, Billy, of course, is saved as he discovers a tooth under his bed and happily takes it to his parents. So Billy doesn't die. And then later we cut to the credits here at, as the end of the show ends with Kenny trying to hop away out of the river on the cinder block. But hmm. then he lands in a deep spot and ev- inevitably drowns. And then Timmy strolls by on the bridge, yells out, Timmy! So that is how the episode ends. Scoop. Mm-hmm. Why don't you take us into some of our trivia? We'll go into what did Kenny say last. Let's go into trivia. All now. right. <clears throat> so this episode marks the first appearance of Timmy Birch. His very existence was brought into question by Comedy Central as they feared bad publicity with the handicapped kid on the show. Trey Parker and Matt Stone argued that Timmy being treated like a normal kid would be a good moral statement. Timmy soon became one of the most popular characters. Right. <clears throat> they were right. 
Timmy Birch may also be a member of the Tooth Trade, as he was in one of the scenes when Loogie explained the Tooth Trade dresses the Tooth Trade. <laughs> it was great. He was being held out, and his little chair was under him. <laughs> Richard Belzer was the voice of Loogie. Although Belzer did the voice of Loogie for the for most of the episode, Trey Parker did Loogie's voice at the end because Belzer was unavailable to re-record dialogue. Who was Richard Belzer? Uh, he's from Law and Order, like the original one. He's uh, the older dude with like the kind of gray hair, and I mean, it's one of those things that you'll know him when you see him. Okay. If you like, if you Google it, you'll be, oh, that dude from Law and Order, <laughs> because that's like literally the only thing he did of uh, noteworthiness that I can think of. Okay. So the equations shown at the ADA meeting are arbitrary and are not mathematically correct. The guy that's half balding? Is that Richard Belzer? Um, no, no. Balding. The guy that's half balding is the one that became the senator oh, okay. in, in real life. Um, Go ahead. He's the one with like the longer wavier hair that's like kind of salt and peppery. And then, yeah. Oh, he's got the big ass ears and the little glasses. Yeah, yeah. Fourth wall, Cartman yells, camera left, camera left, when Kyle, Stan, and Kenny move him to the left of, with the pole. Kenny is shown without his hood for the first time on TV run. Previously, he had been seen unhooded in South Park bigger, longer, and uncut. But that was just with the hood pulled back. I want to go back really quick, by the way. That was the, that line about the trivia is, you should clarify, he, there was a point where Cartman broke the fourth wall to the audience. As Stan, Kyle, and Kenny are holding him up, he says, "Go right, or go go left, go left," and they they go to their left. No, no, camera left. That was the the, the incident. I just wanted to make sure we get that across. Sorry, go ahead. This is the first of four episodes whose title ends in two thousand. The title parodies the titles of many TV shows, which also ended in two thousand. That aired the year two thousand. When Cartman picks up his jacket at the beginning of the episode, he still has pajama trousers on it. After that, at the bus stop, he has his brown trousers on it. Hmm. In this episode, the Mega Man dolls make a second appearance since Damien as decals on a bedroom window. Oh, I saw that. That was cool. When Cartman is in the hot tub after seeing the news broadcast in the background, Cartman's dolls, Polly Pissy Pants, Rumpered Cumpskin, and Peter Panda are present. When Loogie tells Cartman that they have his pal, Cartman says, Kenny isn't afraid of you. Peter Panda! Peter Panda! Even though Loogie never said it was Kenny, it's possible that Cartman is aware of Kenny's deaths and in a rare moment of intelligence guesses correctly that it is Kenny since Loogie says he's about to kill him. Right, I was trying, like, how does he know it's Kenny? Is that just, like, a great assumption? One of Loogie, Loogie's boys sounds like the underpants gnomes from gnomes. <clears throat> in a polished dub, the Dreamcast reference were changed to PlayStation because no one in Poland knew what a Dreamcast was. <laughs> I found that hysterical. Yeah, that, that is amazing. amazing. That's I told amazing. coworkers about that last night, too. I was like, hey, do you guys know that uh, Poland never got the Dreamcast? They know what the Dreamcast was, and they were like, "That's it. That was the downfall of Sega." Yes, they couldn't get a goddamn Dreamcast in Poland <laughs> in Warsaw. 
that that's how have they been through enough? Damn it! You can't even give him a Dreamcast. That sounds like something crafty. Say. <laughs> Apparently, the Iron Curtain never came down in Poland. If they still don't have a Dreamcast, those commies. Those goddamn bastards. Surprisingly, Kenny survives having his tooth pulled out by Timmy's wheelchair, suffering extreme pain, and failing falling into the river, but still still drowns later. Mm-hmm. Kenny is the son <coughs> of the four boys to be seen naked. Um, the two S1 bills that Cartman got from the Tooth Theory Bull share the same serial number. I'm not going to read that whole freaking number. It's a bunch of digits. You know, you know, you guys can see it. Yes, yes. Um, and then uh, before the sting operation starts, one of Tom Foley's assistants impersonates a dumb guy in a manner just like Mimsy. If you notice, he's like, I got a button. Which button is this? Yep, yep. And, and they're like all pissed at him. He's like, hey, you know, there's always that dumb guy in the sting operations. And they're like, stupid. Um, last thing here, when Lugie is explaining to the boys how tooth traded words, the corpse of Kyle's grandma can be seen in the flashback. Did you notice that when they took mm-hmm. the teeth? They took it from Kyle's grandma. Yeah, that, that poor corpse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a couple pop culture things here. Uh, during Kyle's uh, ap- apoth- ap- ap- apothesis scene, uh, Kyle briefs, ap- ap- yeah, apothesis uh, scene, Kyle briefly appears in the form of Star Trials from 2001 in Space Odyssey. Yes. Yeah. There's that title used- shit. <clears throat> What? There's the title shit. 2001. That's Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Everything was doing 2000. Uh, the song used during Kyle's uh, discorporation is a medley of two songs from the Primus album. Obviously, you could totally tell it's Primus. Um, Pork Soda. The first part is from the title track. The second part is from the song Welcome to This World. Um, the location of the fictional character Crestview Apartments mentioned in the newscast is a reference to a local radio advertisement for the Shane Company location in Greenwood Village, Colorado. It's so fucking yeah. annoying. Yeah. Uh, Shane Co. Yeah. And yeah, I fucking we run those things so much on KDVR and KWG in here. Uh the name of the dentist, Dr. Robert, could be a reference to a song by the Beatles, Dr. Robert from the album Revolver. The character of Lugie references Marlon Brando's portrayal of Don Corleone in the Francis of Ford Coppola's movie, The Godfather. Coppola. Coppola. Whatever. I'm not New York. Uh, Lugie comes on. I say everything West Coast style, bro. Uh, Lugie goes on a rant about wanting the boys and their families dead, as well as their houses burned down. This, mm-hmm. of course, is a reference to 1987 movies, The Untouchables. I knew that. I, yeah. want their, I want them dead. I want their families That's dead. dead. I want burnt to the ground and and the last thing here is the boys want to use their tooth fairy to buy a sega dreamcast which as we mentioned was released in the u.s seven months prior to this episode's era and now we're gonna get into what did kenny what did Kenny say, boys and girls? So uh, we started off here with Stan, Kyle, and Kenny being excited, as we mentioned, about the Sega Dreamcast. And they all yelled out, Sega Dreamcast. Carmen says, yes, all we need is teeth. All we need is teeth. Stan's like, I already lost my, all my baby teeth. And Kyle says, me too. And they all look at Kenny. He covers his mouth. And Kyle says to him, you still have baby teeth, Kenny? And Kenny says, no way. And Kyle moves to Kenny's head. Kenny, think about it. Don't you want to see a dream, guys? See a dream, guys. 
And he's no, like, I no, don't. I don't. Thank you. Thank you. Carmen's like, all right, Kenny's in, you guys. Tits. <laughs> um, now on the playground, Kyle is explaining to Timmy, when I say go, you'll slam your electric wheelchair into high gear. Okay, Timmy? And Timmy goes, Yep. Kyle goes, right, you're Timmy. Timmy goes, and then uh, Kenny goes, what the fuck does it have to, why do the fuck does it have to be my tooth? And then Cartman says, I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you I had to be you, Kenny, because your family's poor, and therefore has been at horror hygiene. So your teeth are going to fall out someday anyway. So if you think about it, you should actually be thanking us. Oh, thank you, guys. You're welcome, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> Kenny says, fuck you. Kyle's like, all right, get ready, Timmy. Timmy says, ta Butters walks up. Hey guys, what's uh, what you doing? Stan says, well, what does it look like we're doing, Butters? We need a tooth. So we're using Timmy's wheelchair to pull out one of Kenny's. Butters says, oh, hey, I got a loose tooth right here. Stan Cartman says, you what? And Kenny says, you what? Kyle then eventually figures out, dude, maybe we don't have to rip a tooth out of Kenny's mouth. Stan's like, yeah, we could just take Butters' teeth. And Kenny's like, woohoo! And uh, then, uh, unfortunately, as we mentioned, uh, Kyle says, all right, let's go. And then Kenny, Timmy goes, go? And then Kenny goes, uh, hey, guys. And then he's yanked uh, from his suit into the air and yells out, hey. And then yells out, ow. And then Cartman goes, ha, you guys, I can see Kenny's pain lane. And then Timmy goes, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, of course, Cartman, after giving the second tooth, $4. Dallas. Dan says, oh, my God, $4. Kenny says, oh, my God. And um, <laughs> then later on, uh, when they're about to kill Kenny, Kenny's like, He's not going to do it. And boy number two is like, he's not going to do it, boss. Louie's like, well, then throw him in. And the boy's like, all right, kid, time to die. And Kenny says, no, 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 don't do this. And then he throws him in, and then nothing happens. And he looks around. And that's what Kenny said. And that's what Kenny says. So it was a great uh, That's What Kenny Said episode, guys. Let's finish up here our top likes and dislikes here so we can get Joe on his way as well. Uh, let's get into our top likes here. Of course, we all agree that we liked Cartman as a whole. Um, Joe, did you want to give your thoughts? Um, <clears throat> the whole Sega Dreamcast thing. And this is uh, like, it, this is just a classic example of his greed, too, because like the second the money starts rolling in, he gets a hot tub and then he's instantly trying to cut loogie out of it like instead of just like being happy with the operation he's always trying to get more um well this whole season sets the foundation for that cartman trying to come up with different multiple schemes to make money yeah so this is definitely the first onset of that um then we moved on here yep exactly our next one um top like here kyle and his existential crisis um joe you <laughs> you really like that as well yeah it, it, because um like you were saying earlier it's just fun stuff to think of when you're high and everything and it's just like asking a lot of the same like whoa and like he's eight which makes it even funnier or he's nine however old he is on the show uh, <clears throat> scoop you liked the tooth fairy mafia He's I, thought it was, I thought it was amazing because it's like a whole organization 
and it's been going on for like ever, you know, and they have like notes that they leave on the door. Like it's a whole crew that, that goes in that, like it's so elaborate. And awesome. Yeah. Do you think this would have been able to pull off at our ages? Hmm. Like, could we have pulled this off? Now you can't with social media and all that bullshit. You can't do it. But do you think back then, you know, you know, when times were a little bit simpler, you know, when my parents moved me to Montana when I was like 14, 15, people left their doors unlocked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how type of a chill atmosphere was back in the early 2000s. Now, obviously, you know, I'm fucking going on Amazon and I'm buying the fucking door stopper for my apartment. So that way you can't fucking walk in. You know what I mean? So like, do you think maybe back then, you we you could have pulled off this type of scheme. Scoop, do you think for you could sure? Have pulled this scheme off? For sure. If you get a, a a crew of like 10, 11 homies, mm-hmm. hell yeah, get one dress up as a tooth fairy and go trick little kids. Fuck yeah, dude. Joe, totally. Joe, would you be willing to write some sort of wrestling segment where it involves a tooth fairy? Uh, depending on the show, I could totally make a tooth fairy segment. I would love to. I'll be the that. tooth fairy. Well, then you got to get your ass out here. You got to get your It'll ass be one out scary here. tooth fairy. You would be scary. Yeah, I'm scared, brother. I'm the tooth fairy and I'm coming for you, goddamn. Well, I mean, was it The Rock or Vin Diesel? I don't Rock. think you can, I don't think you can get much scarier than The Rock's portrayal. Yeah, there you go. Uh, next thing here I put down is I like the 88 dental people. I just thought they were ridiculous. They have a whole association and they're all stupid. And uh, except for one guy, but they all just have like this whole conference where they're all talking about how to fix things mm-hmm. in the world. <laughs> and that leads yeah. us to the next top, like the rooster or half chicken, half squirrel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a ridiculous concept. The half chicken, half squirrel attacking, taking all the tooth and money to make a nest. They trying to make a nest egg. Uh, <laughs> then we got Timmy, which we all liked. We talked about a little bit. This was his first episode. Yeah. Um, you wanted me to make note of here the Cherry Creek Showdown, Joe. Um, oh, and now I'm yeah, just the fact that like when both groups show up and they're arguing back and forth, neither group thinks to like let their dude down from the ballast. Like Stan and Kyle are still holding Cartman's fat ass up while arguing with the mafia kids who are still holding there and they're admittedly smarter because this kid looks far lighter than yeah. than Cartman and but like they never think to let their tooth fairy down neither group and it, it, it's <laughs> just it's a nitpicky thing but it's just really funny like you you kids are idiots right um, yeah, that's no, true. And then the last thing here, you liked a uh, scoop. Kenny being pulled out of his jumpsuit, his jacket. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the first funny. time we kind of see him out of it since the movie. That's true. You are right. You would think they would have shown it because at this point in time, the movie's already been out. Mm-hmm. Right? right. I mean, it's been out. Right. Uh, it came out. It would have came out midway through season three. So maybe that's why they didn't show Kenny too. That could have also maybe just hit DVD or something. Maybe they didn't want to ruin it. But still, I've already shown his face. You would have thought they would at least shown it here or shown it more because they really don't show too much of Kenny's face even after. Like the only time I want to say the next time we're going to see Kenny's face is Mr. Jefferson. When yeah. It's the clear blanket over his head. Yeah. Like that's really the next time we're going to see Kenny's face. Um, but Thank that was a. You. Thank you. All right, guys, but you owe me. Shut up, dude. At least you're finally doing something. 
<laughs> can't even pull that out of jokes. Uh, and, and then the last thing, or the only thing we I put at least that my top dislike was that they didn't get the goddamn Dreamcast. Didn't get Sega Dreamcast. So all right guys well there you go that's your full breakdown your what did kenny say your trivia your pop culture your top likes and that your full review of uh season four episode one the 49th episode overall and our 52nd episode overall of check math bows I'm your host of the scene with the air is clean. I'm lighting up green, ya boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. I host the Impact Attack and Light the Fuse on Hacker Humming's Podbean's uh, outlet channels. I edit the New Force Order podcast, which is up right now. And this week, on their fifth or sixth episode already, brand new show, the Star Trek Academy, got special guest, the murder hawk, Lance Archer, joins them on the star Trek Academy podcast. So check out the graphic. I made him look like a Klingon warrior too. It's pretty cool. Um, so that's the star Trek, uh, triple, uh, sorry, the star Trek Academy podcast, which is out right now on Hami media group platform. So just search Hami media group on all podcasts and you'll find it there as well as don't forget to check out this Sunday's edition, or it should already be up by the time you're listening to this of the R and R pod networks. Um, show the RTW rewind will be on, this Sunday as well. And his guest this week has been on me. So check out the RTW rewind um, from last Sunday when you're listening to this and here is an interview with Ben Hamid. Joe, I know you're about to go. Where do you, the people, can they find you or where can they hear your comments on classic professional wrestling? Uh, they can find that on Twitch every morning at 11 mountain. Um, and PM. then it'll usually be on the front page. Actually. That's oh, nice. uh, you're on yeah, front page yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, we got like eight thousand views on Wednesday. We got another couple yeah, thousand. Making front page. I mean, I know Ben and Russo are on it, but you're on the front yeah, page. Yeah. Oh, we actually like were Russo. we were Russo's lead-in on Wednesday. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. That's uh, good synergy for everybody. Good, nice job. Yeah, yeah. Fun. But um, so there's that. Uh, the primo stuff. I believe uh, Slave to the Deathmatch is free on Fight right now. So mm-hmm. definitely check that out. And then um. But yeah, I got a boogie, so I got that thing at 11. <laughs> you got it, Joe. Well, thanks for stopping by. We'll see you next week, bud. Later, Joe. Skip, do you have I'm any like, party final words for today's edition of Check Map Bad? Listen, remember, scoop for your time out. Think about it. Time out, time out. Check my bass. That's it, guys. We'll see you <laughs> next week on another edition. Shake that man. Check him. In young Barrel with Jule Till. Ching Chang Ching Lucy Or Kring Ham Dadel Sneen Will. Ching Chang Ching Lucy Han stred sig frem i regn og blæst med et, der sejnede hans hest. Ching chang lu, ching chang lu, ching chang ching lu til Den jomfru sad i høje tårn. Ching chang ching lu til Og ventede ham samt til foran. Ching chang ching lu 
Men natten gik så trist og lang I ensomhed til sol og gang Jing jang lu, jing jang lu Jing jang jing lu til dig Den næste dag vi hed morgen rød Jing jang jing lu til dig de fandt den stakkels junker død Ching chang ching Han dækket var af sne og is Men tør nu op i paradis Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching Det var jo noget værd og noget Ching chang ching lu For da han tøde blev han våd Ching chang ching lu Men sådan kan det altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lu Hun kastede sig fra tårnet ned Ching chang ching lu til dig Nu deler de en lille sky Som regner over land og by Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lu til dig Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from Like Rat Sound Review Where they discuss the latest rock and metal news as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Bowl. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for those who love politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast, and the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like podcast and the Laugh Cast. So check out RatsoundReview.com or search RatsoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more.